it's been 25 years since they released our first slash only major Hollywood film credit. Read the immortal animated classic Balto. Yes, the story of the sled dog who saved dying children in Nome, Alaska by bringing the vaccine. How appropriate. It's all about vaccine distribution. It's a perfect pandemic movie. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 736, We Remember Balto. days ago, I learned that the animated film Balto celebrated its 25th anniversary last month. Balto is the fictional story of the dog sled team that successfully got diphtheria medicine across Alaska and the inspiration for the Iditarod race that's held every year. Adam Long, Reed Martin, and I recorded our voices for Balto while we were performing at the Arts Theater in London in 1993, but where our voices ended up is part of what Reed Martin and I talked about earlier today as we remembered that gig and how it came to be. One of the funniest recollections I I have of, of the entire project was that the original title of the screenplay and might even have been on the audition notice we information sheet we, we got, it, the movie was originally called Snowballs. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. <laughs> And I think they even said, either Simon Wells, the director, or Steve Hickner, the producer in the recording session, said, well, it's dogs running in snow. What else are they going to have? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not exactly a rousing comedy. That sounds like the title of a comedy. <laughs> right. That sounds like the Porky's version of the of Balto. Yeah. Which I wonder how much there are four credited screenwriters on this thing. And I wonder, I wonder how the movie evolved. Do you remember how we got involved? Well, I was trying to remember that. I have a feeling that it involved somebody from Amblimation who made the film, which is the which, which was the animated offshoot of Amblin films, which still Amblin still exists. Um, Amblimation, I think, has been rolled into DreamWorks and then maybe even sold after that. Um, um, I think somebody, maybe Simon Wells, the director, or Steve Hickner, the uh-huh. producer, came to see us. I think. Yep. I don't even remember auditioning. We, but maybe we did, or maybe they just saw us and said, hey, we, we're a team of sled dogs. You guys are a comedy team. You're funny in the show. Let's come and... Turn the microphone on and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. According That's to, my according, memory. I remember, I remember that, according to Wikipedia, um, <laughs> the studio was in Acton. Um, uh, so we went to Acton in London. And um, what <laughs> my remembrance of the first day is, we met Simon Wells, the director, and he showed us around and he showed us the drawings, the renderings of the characters, which was super cool. Um, and then he said, and maybe maybe we did do a little audition for him. He goes, oh, this is great. You, you, you should meet Steven. And I remember going, oh my God, we're going to meet Steven Spielberg. He's here in London. This is awesome. And he takes us to the office and we meet Steven. Steven Hickner, the producer, <laughs> who was very talented and a really nice guy, but not Steven Spielberg. Um, so I have that distinct memory. And then it, I seem to recall that we we went in, what do you remember? Two, I think it was two days. 
It felt like it was two days, and I can't remember whether one was a meeting in a, or an audition, as you say, or whether we just went in for two days and recorded different things. Um, uh, you know, one crucial distinction between Steven Hickner and Steven Spielberg is, is that Steven Hickner really liked us, and Steven Spielberg was disappointed in us, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we went in for a couple of days, and I remember, it was so funny, because I watched the movie last night to remind myself, and... Uh, and I definitely, I definitely heard your line. Your line re remains in there. But I definitely heard um, all the lines that the telegraph operator uh, says. I mm -hmm. remember recording for mm -hmm. some reason. I think they had us not only record the lines that were scripted, but record other lines in the hopes that maybe our voices might be appropriate for other characters. He al they also let us improvise. Because I remember at one point, we just started improvising and ended up singing parody lyrics to... Was it the theme from the Brady Bunch or Gilligan's Island or something? And they were laughing hysterically. And, and Steve Hickner was going, "Oh boy, well now we'll have to we'll have to get a parody license, so we have permission to do that." And I could see him weighing the options of whether that was even worthwhile or not. And the answer was eventually no. Clearly no. Yeah. <laughs> we were originally cast for those of you who've seen the movie as sort of the second third and fourth dog, right? The trio of, of dogs who say a lot who are not Steel and Balto. Right, they, we, they're the sidekick do uh, support dogs to the main villain, St uh, Steel, the dog right. of the, the lead dog of the big Look, team. Looks like he's hurt bad, Steel. Yeah, thank you. That's there it is, yeah. there it is. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, it was just enormous fun. And I, I remember, did this happen because it says it says on the complete timeline on the RSE webpage, it says that we recorded these voices in '93. It uh, the movie was not released until '95. So this happened while we were running at the Arts Theater. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and um, uh, and I remember thinking, wondering, is this movie ever going to come out? Mm. Um, the animation process takes forever. For people who are listening who are not necessarily familiar, yeah. They generally they script it. Sometimes there's a lot of improvising and rewrites. I think I seem to recall when I saw the movie, it seemed to me there were a lot of rewrites from when we recorded it. Not mm -hmm. only recasting, but rewrites. So there's the script, and then they bring in the voice, voiceover actors, and they record their stuff, usually by themselves. We happen to be the three of us as a team playing characters who are interacting. So we three were together. But normally the voice actors don't see each other in a film. And then they, as I said, they sh they'll show you sort of uh, pictures of what your characters look like. And maybe, it's, you know, uh, sort of still images of different sequences. And so they lay down the whole voiceover track and then they animate it. Right. right. And so that's why it takes so long. That's why you're sitting there thinking, I guess this movie just wasn't ever going to come out. Um, and then all of a sudden, three, two, two, three years later. Oh, oh, it did come out. Oh, isn't that great? Right. They edit the audio together. Mm -hmm. Along with, I think, uh, um, the, you know, basic drawings, just very mm -hmm. basic yeah. drawings, and yeah. there's a term for that I can't remember. Um, uh, uh, and then once they get it, they, they get it to the place that they think, all right, this is what the movie's going to be. Then they can completely and fully animate the entire thing. And... And I remember when we were when we were cast when we were recording. I th my memory is that Balto would be was going to be played by Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I again I went to the, the scholarly Wikipedia. Sure. Um, no it, less a source than yes, Wikipedia. no less a source. So tell my students I won't accept it. But <laughs> I also challenge you to find anything on it that's wrong. It lasts very long. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, that sounds right. I seem to recall that it was more or less completely recast when I saw it from who I expected. Now, Wikipedia says they were originally going to cast, oh, who's that actor who was in George of the Jungle? Brendan Fraser as Steel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and, and Wikipedia, they said he just didn't sound clearly evil enough. Yeah. He was a really good actor, but miscast, maybe. Um, I don't remember that Bridget Fonda was in it. Maybe she was. I the only remember. one who maybe, um, um, the, the goose. Um, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Maybe he was cast in it. I mean, it's our, the movie we did with our buddy Michael McShane. Of course, we never saw Michael McShane because no. you don't see anybody you work with. Um, no. Phil Collins was in it. We did not meet Phil Collins. And uh, we have zero degrees of Kevin Bacon. We were in a movie with Kevin Bacon who voiced Balto. We did not meet Kevin Bacon. Also, your friend uh, Jim, what's his name, from Downton Abbey. Jim Carter. I, yeah. I noticed that, too, on the IMDb page. Way down the credits. Well, and on IMDb, he's listed as an uncredited voice, but I can definitely hear two of his lines. Yeah, for sure. I've, so we've now worked with Jim Carter, Imelda Staunton's husband. Yes, there you go. Boom. Um. Uh. And um. Well, yeah. So then, at, at some point, we we I think we expressed our disappointment to Steve Hickner that he wasn't Steven Spielberg, and he <laughs> laughed. And and uh, but he explained that we weren't going to see Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg was in Germany, I think, filming of a, a filming a light little piece called Schindler's List, and he mm. was uh, very very focused on that. Yes, and so they would send him audition tapes, and so I think I think maybe we did get a, we did audition because then that tape was sent to Germany or wherever they were filming, mm -hmm. and it was approved, and then we went in to record because I remember being we thought we've been approved at least by Steven Spielberg, then they cut it all together, put all the voices together with Michael J. Fox and Brendan Fraser and whoever else it was, and uh, by that time Mr. Spielberg had finished filming Schindler's List and could think clearly. <laughs> and he and realized- he Clearly thought we were not the right people. <laughs> clearly thought none of us were right. No. So we're in, we're in excellent company. Hello folks, this is Mike McShane and you're listening deeply and completely to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Yes. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, and a playlist on our YouTube page, where right this second, you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K., on our website. And now back to my conversation with Reed Martin talking about our minor footnote in show business glory, our participation in the animated film, Balto. Emblemation was in London, as I recall, because um, the Soviet Union had just fallen and that there, all, there were all these very talented Eastern Bloc animators oh. who, this is my recollection, um, that Amblin Amblin Films set up Amblimation in London to have access to all these really talented animators who maybe couldn't get work permits in the U.S. But because of the EU, remember that Britain EU. Anyway, um, they could um, they could work in Britain, and so that's my recollection as to why Amblimate. You know, here why, why would you be making a film 
you know, they were trying to find all the Americans in London to do the yeah. voices. Well, it's an American story, yeah. And, and um, 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 uh, uh, well, and Simon Wells is English, I, is my memory. And yes. Steve Hickner is very American. Yes. So it was a great combination. I also remember um, Miriam Margolis plays um, the grandmother in the framing live action sequences at the beginning and the end of the film. And um, I remember years later, 10 years at least later, she um, left a robo call on my voice message from something about the Screen Actors Guild, something vote for this or donate to that, or I don't forget what mm -hmm. it was, but I was so disappointed to miss her call because I was gonna say, Miriam, we've worked together. <laughs> um, and I think she really would have said, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Stop this. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> we didn't get to go to a premiere, as I recall. The other film I was in was Carry On Columbus. Right. It was not a Hollywood film. It was a Pinewood Studios film. And it came out while we were in London. So I remember going to the premiere of that. And I'm racking my brain. I don't think, I don't think there was any premiere that I, there must have been a premiere, but somehow we were not on the list. Well, this is that's a that you, you bring up a good point is that um, you guys before I joined had several opportunities to do film and television. You 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 auditioned for Carry On Columbus and and I think both you and Adam got cast, and you um um and you got you got uh, you auditioned for that MTV show Liquid Something. Dog Boy Liquid Television and yeah we were on Dog Adam and I did several episodes of a, a sort of a weird live action thing called Dog Boy. Yeah, yeah I mean, fantastic. I, and, uh, 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 and I don't remember getting quite that many opportunities after I joined, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, I got, yeah. but anyway, they used us all. Yeah, yeah, no, we did that. We, at one point, Adam and I did, um, I mean, Alex, I think hired, Adam's wife, Alex Jackson is a producer. And um, I think we got hired to do some, opening credits some weird opening credits for a regional arts program cool. um yeah we were on wogan yep. the terry wogan show we were on we were on live once and also he was doing a reboot and so we were a guest right. um on the on sort of the pilot um yeah so yeah we were doing lots of tv and radio while we were there well and and emblemation at that point or at least simon and steve were very uh, green because they did end up recycling the dialogue we recorded um i can still as they as they fall down the ravine and the musher gets injured i can definitely hear my own ah walla because we recorded lots of walla about um all right now you're falling down on the slide of a hill ah now you're hitting a rock <clears throat> yeah um, now you're sliding across a frozen lake Right. Yeah. yeah, all yeah. Of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can hear those things, and I and I and hearing your line again. Um, what's it, what's the line? Looks like he's hurt bad, Steel. The um, I'm I'm I, I'm thrilled that it's still in there, but I'm also marveling. Well, why did the guy who replaced you not nail that line? I mean, somehow they liked. It really couldn't be taught, Austin. There isn't really a question. No, it's it's really self evident. Um, because I noticed that that guy who was doing a kind of a low uh, a low Archie bunker, he's and dead, those kind of yeah, <laughs> sled dogs in Alaska too. Um, well, and I noticed that a lot of the voices, uh, uh, at least on IMDb, are all animation professionals based in L.A., which mm -hmm. is smart because you know Jim Cummings was the voice of Steel, who's menacing, but 
but not famous, but he's really well known amongst in the animation industry. He does voices for everybody from Winnie the Pooh to I think one of the Scooby characters to all these other things I don't watch. I mean, his IMDb page goes on for miles. Well, and Adam has gone on to do lots of animation. Right? Sure, he has. Gum, of course, Gumball yeah. and yep. I, I can't even remember what they all are. Yeah. Postman Pat, maybe? Fireman that Fred? What are those? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and it makes sense that you would use, you'd want to hire LA animation voiceover uh, professionals because the dialogue changes so much. Mm-hmm. You're constantly probably re-recording to match things. Yeah. Well, and Simon Wells and Steve Hickner went on to work on a lot of stuff. Prince of Egypt mm-hmm. and um, B-Movie. I think uh, the, the Jerry Seinfeld animation thing, I, th- I think Steve Hickner directed that, maybe. Maybe. Uh, and, and Simon went on to do a handful of live action films, including The Time Machine with Guy Pierce. And... Um, uh, and, but now I see his most recent credits are working in, in story development and action coordinator and uh, uh, different sequences in different animated films. So everybody's still working. Well, and Simon Wells, I think I read, is the grandson or great-grandson of H.G. Wells. Of course. So, he, so yeah, so he directed a film based on the work of his yeah. grandfather or great-grandfather. That's incredibly cool. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Balto is available to stream freely on the Peacock app here in the States. As we said, it's the perfect pandemic movie, and you can cheer when you hear Reed's line. Then send us your best bark or howl via email to feedback at ReducedShakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter Twitter, at Austin Titchener. You can follow Reed on Twitter too, at Reed of RSC. You can follow Adam Long on Twitter, at Adam Shakespeare. And you can follow Mike McShane on Twitter too, what the hell, at this Mike McShane. Thanks as always to lead dog Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Rob Nickerson. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to our old friend Mike McShane, who if I knew we'd work together on Balto, I'd completely forgotten about it. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, stay home, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 736 2208 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. We well, kept meeting a lot of grandchildren in London. We also met Emma Freud, yes, and Simon Wells, and Hank Shakespeare. No, we didn't meet Hank Shakespeare. <laughs> He was our favorite. Yeah. (laughs) This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.